Welcome into the Stampede. My name is Ryan Jones. Thank you for spending your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it is for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day. This is it. One day before the draft. This is going to be released exactly one 24 hours away from the draft. Hopefully I can get this out by 5 o'clock either way, if I do or if I don't. This is it, the final podcast uh, before the draft. Either Sunday or Monday, I'm going to be reacting to what I thought about the draft. But here we go. It's just going to be a mock draft today. Not a lot going on in the world of sports. I mean, the last dance with the Michael Jordan documentary, maybe I'll talk about that on a later podcast. Not today, because I don't think it's finished yet. And I watched like the first episode and stopped watching. Either way, I, I want to re- watch the, the whole series before I give my thoughts on it. Uh, I guess I could talk a little bit about Gronk to the Patriots. But before that, a few orders of business. If you please could, please leave a five-star review down below and subscribe, like, whatever whatever the heck is going on, a review, all that stuff down below in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening on. Just let me know how I'm doing. You know, I'm trying my best here to get out some content. It's really, really hard when nothing is going on in the world of sports because of the COVID-19. But I feel like maybe I could just, you know, get creative and stuff like that. I want to talk about Gronk to the Patriots really quickly before I talk about my mock, my final mock draft of the season uh, you know, I, people are saying that he wants to get away from Bill Belichick. I don't think that's the case. I, I really just think that this guy took a year off from football because he's so injury-prone and beaten down. He gave his body a rest for a year. You know, Gronk wants to party and all that stuff like that. But now he has a real chance to compete for a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. They have one of the best wide receiver cores, one of the best tight end groups now, and I think they could upgrade a running back. But that's I, I think that's about it. I mean, could we see them take DeAndre Swift very early in the draft at pick 14. I mean, I wouldn't. They have a need at tackle as well, so I would do that instead. But, you know, that's another discussion uh, discussion for when we have our little draft talk right now. Either way, I think it's, you know, kind of just my thoughts right there about it. The Patriots aren't going to compete next year. The Buccaneers will. He wanted to play for his old quarterback, and that's it, you know. Will Gronk be the best tight end in the NFL? I don't think so. I think George Kittle will hold on to that title. Do I think that he... Is going to be 70%, 80% of what Gronk is, and is that better than a lot of tight ends in the NFL? Heck yes, yeah, that's what I think. All right, I think we should just jump right into the mock draft. I'm super excited for this one. Let's just see how it goes. I mean, I, I, I'm not picking this live. I put my, you know, I, I pre-drafted this draft, so I, I'm going to give a little bit more of an explanation of why I picked each player. So we're going to start off number one, Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think I need to spend that much time on this. Everyone's pounded into the table. You've heard enough. Joe Burrow, number one quarterback prospect. They need a quarterback, and that's it. Number two, Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State, going to the Washington Redskins. He's the best edge rusher in the class. Do they absolutely need an edge rusher? No, but you cannot pass up a once-in-a-generational talent. I could see them going Jeff Akuta here, who's most people's number one corner in the draft. But will they? I don't think so. I think they'll play it safe, go with Chase Young. At number three, the Detroit Lions picking Jeffrey Akuta, cornerback out of Ohio State. They absolutely need a cor- corner help in this draft. Uh, they They... Let go of Darius Slay, who, or they traded Darius Slay, excuse me, who did not want to be there, and Desmond Trufant's not your answer. He's a good number two, number three corner, not a number one. Get your number one corner and Jeff Fakuda. You have him now. Sure up your secondary. And, you know, all these, you know, 
Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia, most of the coaches from that coaching tree like to, you know, do their defense from pass coverage to the front seven. So they value pass coverage a lot more than the average coach. And I think this, this just makes too much sense. Jeff Akuda, the best corner in the draft, going to the Lions at number three. At number four, the New York Giants take an offensive tackle out of Alabama, Jedrick Wills, who is a pure right tackle. You don't see, you know, a lot more people nowadays are valuing right tackle because, you know, what teams like to do is they line up their dominant pass rusher on the right side, right tackle side. So right tackle has, right tackle's value has barely really sprung up here as of recent memory. And Jedrick Wills does not have to change position. He could eventually if you want him to, but for now he's going to be playing right tackle, protecting Daniel Jones, and, you know, he's also a pretty good run blocker as well. I mean, you coming out of Alabama, it's a run-heavy scheme. You, you have to be good at run blocking, too. He's not my number one tackle in the class, but I think the fit here is too good to pass up if you're the Giants. Dave Gettleman will probably pick Makai Becton, but that's not what I would do. I would pick Jedrick Wills in this situation. So, yeah, Jedrick Wills is the pick for your, for the Giants. At number five, the Miami Dolphins have a chance to take a quarterback. The question is what quarterback? I'm going to have them pick Jordan Love, quarterback, out of Utah State. This is a guy who needs to sit, and they need they need to sit him, and they will. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick. They have Josh Rosen, both who are backup quarterbacks in this league. You play them. You tank another season, and then next season you sure up your offensive line, get a good group of players around Jordan Love, and he's your franchise quarterback of the future. Do I think Jordan Love could be an absolute bust? Absolutely, but I'm banking up on that arm talent. I'm banking on the athleticism. Jordan Love is my number two quarterback ahead of Tua because of the injury concerns. If the injury concerns weren't there, I would have switched these two picks, which, you know, next pick is uh, Tua to the Chargers at number six, quarterback out of Alabama to attack below. I would switch these, but I'm not because Jordan Love doesn't have the injury concerns and he has higher upside than Tua. So Jordan Love to the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa to the Chargers, who can also sit for a year if he's not healthy behind Tyrod Taylor. If he's healthy, I say play him immediately because I think he's a better day one starter than Jordan Love. At number seven, the Carolina Panthers have a lot of needs. New regime there with Matt Rule, and he's kind of just, I think in this situation, since we don't know his draft history, you just take the best player available. And Isaiah Simmons, my number two player in the class, is there. He plays all the positions. He plays inside linebacker, outside linebacker, strong safety, free safety. He could probably play corner or edge rusher if you put him there. He could play anything on the defensive side of the ball. You lost Luke Keekley to uh, retirement. I think Luke Keekley will eventually come out of retirement. Will he play for the Carolina Panthers? I don't know. I think the same thing about Andrew Luck. You know, I think Andrew Luck will miss football, come out of retirement, and he probably won't end up playing for the Colts. Either way, Isaiah Simmons is the pick here. He's your new defensive leader like Luke Keekley. He's not going to play the same position as Luke Keekley, but he's going to be your new guy, your new go-to, your new face of the defense here in Carolina with Matt Rule, who I think is a really, really excellent coach. So Isaiah Simmons is the pick here to the Panthers at 7. At number 8, the Arizona Cardinals have a need on the offensive line. I think that they what they should do is take Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle out of Iowa. He's an athletic guy. He blew up the combine. He broke all these kind of records for athleticism by these offensive tackles. You could move him inside the guard, but I think 
you put him at tackle because in this Cliff Kingsbury air raid offense, you see a lot of screens and whatnot. So I think he has the athletic ability to get out there on those screens, make the right blocks. And he also is a really good pass protector. If Iowa's known for anything, they are known for producing offensive linemen that work in the NFL. Tristan Wirfs is going to be the pick here for the Cardinals. At number nine, kind of an interesting pick here, an interesting spot for the Jaguars. Could they go quarterback? Absolutely. Should they go quarterback? I say no. I say you build for the future in that secondary. Replace Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye, who you just traded to Denver. C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida, should be the pick here. He's the number two cornerback in this draft, consensus number two. Some people have moved him up as cornerback number one, and I could get behind that. You know, he's a more athletic guy than Jeff Rakuda. You can refine his technique and whatnot, and you have a more athletic Jeff Rakuda in C.J. Henderson if he can get the cover skills down. You need to replace two corners in this draft. Do I think they'll draft two corners? Probably not. Should they? Maybe. I, I think that the secondary is becoming more and more important each and every day in the NFL. So C.J. Henderson's going to be the pick here for the Jags. I mean, before this whole draft process, I wouldn't even... He would be going later into the first round. Now he's a top 10 pick. At number 10, the Cleveland Browns have a choice between Mekhi Becton, Andrew Thomas. We we all know they're going to take a tackle. It's just a matter of what tackle is going to be there. Andrew tackle... Andrew, <laughs> excuse me. Andrew Thomas, tackle out of Georgia, is there for them. So they're going to take him. He could play left tackle or right tackle. You just signed uh, a right tackle, I believe, who played for the Titans. Uh, Jack Conklin, I believe, was it was his name, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. He plays right tackle, so Andrew Thomas plays left tackle. And if he pans out, he's my number one tackle in the class. If he pans out, he, you have one of the best tackle duos, uh, one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best running back tandems, one of the best receiving cores in the NFL, one of the best tight end groups. And that defensive line with Miles Garrett, that defensive front is not looking too shabby either. You have Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward who can both play. I mean, this Browns team is definitely going to compete with their new head coach, Kevin Stefanski. But you got to protect Baker Mayfield, and that's what they're doing with this pick. I think Baker, uh, I'm in the minority here. I think Baker can play. I think he has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback. He was my number one quarterback coming out in 2017, and I figured I'd be right about that. Um, you can make a case for Lamar Jackson now, but. Either way, Andrew Thomas is the ta is the pick here, playing tackle out of Georgia, and the Browns get you know franchise left tackle hopefully. At number eleven, the New York Jets are on the clock, and you need to get one of these wide receivers, whether it's C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, or even Henry Ruggs. I think that Jerry Judy has to be the pick here because I mean he's my number one wide receiver. He does kind of everything right. I mean he he's athletic. He's great at catching in traffic. He's a great route runner. He, he does everything well, like CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs, who have, like, you know, one or two holes in their game. I feel like Jerry Judy's, you know, the perfect combination of all these things. He doesn't do anything like, oh, extremely. He doesn't have the 4-2 speed. He, he you know, I, I just think that he's the best all-around wide receiver in the class. So I'm going to have the Jets giving Sam Darnold a number one receiver. I mean, he needs it. They lost Robbie Anderson in free agent. I think they signed another receiver. His name is... I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Either way, they need a number one wide receiver. They did a lot of free eight, you know, signing of the offensive line and free agency, so I don't think they'll take a tackle here. If they do, it's a lot of wasted money, in my opinion, that they spend in free agency. Jerry, Judy, 
is going to be the wide receiver off the board here for the Jets. Next up at number 12, Raider fans, here we go. You guys are going to get wide receiver out of Oklahoma, C.D. Lamb. Some people's number one wide receiver in the class, my number two. But I think that he, 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 you can make the argument for both. They're both great players, and this is one of the deepest wide receiver drafts. I think both Judy and Lamb will be stars year one. Can Derek Carr play like his old self again? Who knows? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that I really do think there's potential that they could potentially take a quarterback at their first pick or even their second first round pick. But I think the reality of the situation is there's not enough good quarterbacks in this draft to take a chance on one. I don't think Justin Herbert's going to be better than Carr. I don't think Jacob Eason, Jalen Hurts, any of these guys that are available now at number 12 are going to be better than Derek Carr at least in the near future. So I think next year they have a real chance to get Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, whatever new quarterbacks come available. Because I think once Carr's contract is up, I don't know when it's up for sure. I think they're going to move off him. I think they should move off him sooner rather than later. So his value isn't diminished and they can maybe get something for him. Maybe go after a Cam Newton. I don't know. Is Derek Carr and Cam Newton even really comparable at this point? I, I think that Cam is injury prone. James Winston throws too many interceptions. Derek Carr, captain check down. None of these guys are good quarterback options. They signed Marcus Mariota, who's like captain check down 2.0. I don't get what it is with Gruden and these quarterbacks that like to check down. Either way, I think that CeeDee Lamb should be the pick here. They have a real needed wide receiver. No matter how you gauge it, last year's draft was not as good as everybody made it out to be. Running backs are overvalued. Took one in the first round. Jonathan Abrams didn't play. Sure, you got Max Crosby in the late rounds, but Cleveland Farrell at number three overall played terrible, and he's probably a bust. So I think that the draft they had last year was a really, really overrated, and I think you just need to take the best player available. The best player on the board is C.D. Lamb, best, arguably the best wide receiver in this class, and you get him here. The question is, can Derek Carr utilize him? I'm not very sure because he likes to check down so much. Lamb being a great route runner, maybe they can make it work. But I expect another quarterback to be in Oakland by next year. So wide receiver goes back-to-back. Jerry, Judy, CeeDee Lamb. At number 13, I'm going to have the 49ers take defensive tackle out of South Carolina, Javon Kinlaw, instead of Derek Brown. Derek Brown's going to go a little bit later. And the reason is I just think he's a better fit. And he's very comparable to DeForest Buckner was the guy that they traded. Either way, he's so comparable to the person, the player that they traded away. Why not just get the same exact player on a cheaper contract? It just makes so much sense to me. So now they get Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina, to replace him. They could also go wide receiver. I could see that. But I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo... Is a great deep ball thrower, so Henry Ruggs just wouldn't make sense here. At number 14, the Patriots have a needed tackle. Makai Becton is still on the board. The 6'8 monster out of Louisville. So I'm going to have them get him, sure up that offensive line a little bit more, protect Brady. They have Gronk now. They they have everything kind of working for them right now. I mean, these guys could be Super Bowl contenders, go from like, you know, worst to first or whatever it was. Kind of do what the 49ers did. Didn't have, you know, they went like, what, five and. 11 or something like that, and they were in the Super Bowl this past season. I think they could do the same thing. I mean, they weren't as bad. I think they went 7-9, but I really think that the Buccaneers have a chance to do something great next season. Next up at 15, my favorite team, the Denver Broncos. I'm going to have them take Henry Ruggs 
uh, wide receiver out of Alabama. Try not to be as biased as possible here, but I'm pretty sure Denver's going to have to trade up for one of these guys, one of these top three receivers, and they need one desperately. I mean, you can't rely on Cortland Sutton to do everything. Drew Locke, young quarterback, is he the future? We don't really know yet. So you take a deep threat. You know, Drew Locke likes to uh, throw deep. And, you know, you have a pretty decent wide receiver duo with Henry Ruggs and Cortland Sutton. So Denver at 15 gets Henry Ruggs. Next up at number 16, the Atlanta Falcons take defensive tackle out of Auburn, Derek Brown. He is probably a top 10 player in the class. I just think that defensive tackles are so hard to gauge and judge. So I'm going to have him slip to 16 here just because we don't know which teams really value them. I Like... Can I see the Giants drafting a defensive tackle at four? Absolutely. Do they need one? No. I just think that their GM's an idiot. So, But either way, I think that Derek Brown fits pretty good here. So the Falcons get a you know bigger defensive tackle and you know kind of sure up the run game. Maybe Derek Brown can develop into a better pass rusher. But yeah, now he's, you know, I think that the Falcons need help along the defensive line. They gave their coach another chance, so why not take Derek Brown, a defensive player? At number 17, the Cowboys going to take safety out of Minnesota, Antoine Winfield Jr., who is my number one safety in the class, except Isaiah Simmons, but I don't really classify, put him in any certain category. I just, you know, when I write his name and position down, I don't even put a position. I just put athlete. I put ATH or whatever. Like I like I really he's that good of a player, uh, Isaiah Simmons. But Antoine Winfield has really climbed the board for me. He's my number one safety. Cowboys desperately need help in the secondary. He's a hard hitting guy. He could be your, uh, you know, Earl Thomas kind of guy. I, I think that Antoine Winfield is going to go in the first round. Do I think he'll go this high? Probably not. But this is what I would do if I was Dallas. So yeah, Antoine Winfield two the Dallas Cowboys. At number 18, the Dolphins need help at tackle. Need to get a better offensive line, so I have them taking offensive tackle at a USC Austin Jackson, who is you know, a pretty good player. I I there's so many good offensive tackles in this class. I think that heck, I think the what the Dolphins should do is take one at 5 and then wait on the quarterback till next year or something. You can't put a quarterback like any, you can't put any quarterback behind a terrible offensive line, so they need to draft tackle often and early in this draft, and that's what they do here with Austin Jackson at, pay, at pick number 18. At number 19, the Raiders are back on the clock. I have them taking the corner out of LSU, Christian Fulton, who's kind of fallen off draft boards recently. I don't really understand it. You know, he's a good player. He's my number. He's the clear-cut number three corner for me in this draft. And the Raiders are going to get him. They need help in the secondary. The defense that they have is atrocious. So, you know, they get wide receiver. They get corner now. They have the foundation for a really good draft uh, entering Las Vegas. At number 20, the the Jacksonville Jaguars take outside linebacker, edge rusher type player, Kaylevon Chason out of LSU. They need help. Pass rush. Yannick Ngakwe is not going to be there. I think that they're going to end up trading him for like a second round pick in this draft come tomorrow. So, you know, we'll see how much how much people value Yannick Ngakwe. He kind of had gotten like an argument on Twitter with like a somebody that worked for the Jaguars. I didn't really pay attention to it all that much. I, maybe it was their GM. Who knows? Either way, uh, he, he doesn't want to be there. They need a guy to replace him. So they go out and get Caleb Von Chase on. And all of a sudden, this is a really good defensive dra- draft. 
if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. At number 21, a wide receiver is going to come off the board for the Eagles, and that's going to be my number three wide receiver in this class, Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Yes, you heard me right, the number three wide receiver for me. Henry Ruggs, uh, I think he's kind of a one-trick pony. I think he's kind of a John Ross type of player. I mean, you see him go fast. He can catch, though, which is a good thing, but, you know, how many times a game are you going to just have this guy run streaks and that Justin Jefferson is an all-around great player that you want in this class. He could kind of do it all. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about him. Justin Jefferson, this guy's unbelievable. Plays like it, too. The Eagles need help at wide receiver. A lot of people are comparing him to Nelson Aguilar. I don't... Nelson Aguilar has trouble with draw. Justin Jefferson can catch the ball very well. So, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver of three for me, going off of the board at number 21. At number 22, I feel like this pick is absolutely not going to happen, but... But I feel like it all it makes too much sense. Trevon Diggs out of Alabama, a corner. Stephon Diggs' brother, little brother, is going back is going to the Vikings. I feel like the Vikings, they like I, I don't know how close the Diggs brothers are. I don't know any of that stuff. Obviously, I don't think any of us do. They need help at corner, and he's the best corner on the board. So why not take <laughs> take him? I mean, I don't think it'll happen because you know we saw what happened with Stephon Diggs. He hated Minnesota. Will Trevon Diggs hate Minnesota? I don't know. I really don't think this pick is going to happen. But it makes too much sense. They need help in the secondary. They have a terrible secondary. So Trevon Diggs, corner out of Alabama, is going to go to Minnesota now. At number 23, is Justin Herbert going to come off the board here to the Patriots? No, I have Justin Herbert as a second-round graded player. Do I think that's actually going to happen? No, I think Herbert's probably going to end up going in the first round, top 10. Should he? No. I think he's a huge bust. AJ Epinesa. The edge rusher out of Iowa, he can play inside as well, kind of a D-tackle role, but I think that he is going to be the pick for the Patriots here, mainly because I don't think that they're going to draft a quarterback. I think they're tanking next year. So you take an athletic uh, edge rusher who can move inside to play D-tackle, a little bigger guy, a little slower, but he can, you know, he kind of does it all across the defensive line. So, And I think that's kind of flexibility that Bill Belichick really likes in a player. So A.J. Epineza... Defensive end out of Iowa, going to the Patriots at 23. Finally, our first actual linebacker coming off the board here. Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma, going to the New Orleans Saints here at number 24. You know, they don't have a, the Saints don't have a lot of holes in this roster. Could they take a quarterback here, Drew Brees' eventual replacement? Maybe, potentially, if Jordan Love falls this far, which he might. I could see them taking Jordan Love. But if they don't, but if Jordan Love doesn't, I think they just take best player available. And I think I really do think that Kenneth Murray is the best linebacker in the class, other than Isaiah Simmons. But like I said, I don't classify him as a linebacker. So Kenneth Murray, uh, inside linebacker, you know, great tackler, pretty good in coverage in the Big. 12. He was kind of the leader for a Big Twelve defense that really, really improved in a conference that most teams don't play defense. He's a really good player. He showed that at the Combine, showed that all season. Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of Oklahoma, going to the New Orleans Saints. At pick number 25, the Vikings are back on the clock. Do I think they can move here? Yes, I think they could package both their 22nd and 25th pick for something greater, move up in the draft or something. But I don't think they'll do that. Caesar Reese is going to be the pick here. Center out of Michigan. Do I think he could play guard? Yes. 
they need help on the interior of their offensive line, the Vikings do. So you can move them around, have them play center or guard, whichever you really need. This line is not that great, so you know you could slowly start improving this offensive line with this pick. Number 26 now, we have the Miami Dolphins taking safety out of Alabama. Xavier McKinney, my number two safety in the class, unless you consider Isaiah Simmons. They traded away Minka Fitzpatrick. They need help in the secondary. All of a sudden, if you get another solid piece in the secondary, you could have one of the, the best, if not the best, secondaries in the world after you've signed Byron Jones and now you have Xavier Howard. They're definitely investing a lot of money into the secondary. I think the Miami Dolphins could definitely compete next year. Uh, we're just going to have to see what they do uh, with their quarterback situation. At number 27, the Seattle Seahawks on the clock. They need help at edge rusher, so I have them picking Yutur Gross Matos. Yutur Gross Matos. I don't really know how to say his name, but uh, Gross Matos, uh, defensive end out of Penn State. Uh, edge rusher, they need help at edge. They could also take offensive line here, but do I think they'll do that? No, because they haven't done it in the past, so why would they do it now? And the value is definitely there. Uh, Yutur Gross Matos is a... Uh, very, very good edge rusher in this class. I, I might even say he's better than A.J. Epineza, who went before him uh, to the Patriots at 23. Great value pick here for the Seahawks. I, I think that they just need to keep drafting best player available to keep you know, improving this roster as a whole around Russell Wilson. Pick 28 for the Baltimore Ravens. Patrick Queen, outside linebacker out of LSU. This guy is an absolute stud. Uh, he's got the sideline-to-sideline side speed that you want as a linebacker. He's a tackling machine. Pretty good in coverage as well. I really like this pick for the Ravens. They just keep, you know, the rich get richer. A very, really, really good linebacker here uh, that maybe can produce a little bit of pass rush as well. You know, we'll see. At pick 29, Josh Jones, the tackle out of Houston's going to the Tennessee Titans, a team that I think is really, really in a tough spot here. I mean, they franchise tag Derrick Henry. In my opinion, you never want to pay a running back because – you could find another Derrick Henry in the third or fourth round. They, you know, one of their tackles walked, and he signed with the Cleveland Browns, uh, Jack Conklin. So they need to replace him. Get Josh Jones out of Houston, who's another really good tackle in this draft. A lot of good tackles in this draft, actually. I have one. Let me count real fast. One, two, three, four, five. Six tackles going in the first round, man. I wonder what the record is for that. Uh, but this is a super deep tackle class. And I think that one is going to fall into Tennessee's lap. They need to take one because they they really need to replace Jack Conklin. And hopefully they can reproduce what they had last year. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. I think they're going to go back to the Tennessee Titans as old and regret signing Tannehill to a huge deal and all that stuff. I just... I feel like it was this is like a Nick Foles situation. They caught lightning in a bottle. So, but either way, that has nothing to do with the pick. The pick is Josh Jones out of Houston. Pretty good pass protector, and he also is really good at run defense, being as big as he is. He struggles with consistency. I, you know, obviously you like to see him be consistent more often. I, I don't have a first round grade on him, but at the tail end of the first round, you're kind of just drafting for need, best player available. And there's not going to be 32 players in this draft that have first-round grades either. So Josh Jones, Houston tackle, going to replace Jack Conklin in Tennessee. At number 30, K.J. Hamler, wide receiver out of Penn State. 
see a lot of Packers fans hammering for this guy on Twitter. So that's what I'm going to do here. He's probably my wide receiver number five or six in this class. I think I have five going in the first round. Some people have as many as eight or nine going in the first round. It's a very, very deep wide receiver class. I just feel if you're Green Bay, you can't really wait for a wide receiver because that's probably what cost you your season last year as a wide receiver. Pick number 31, Jalen Johnson, one of my favorite players in the draft, cornerback out of Utah, going to the San Francisco 49ers. He plays a lot like Richard Sermon, and I think at his ceiling, that's where Jalen Johnson could be. He can end up being one of these top 10 corners in the NFL. So Jalen Johnson, very, very good player, very good in zone coverage, good in man as well. I think that Richard Sherman's the perfect player to learn from because he he he's like a clone copy of Richard Sherman coming out of college, man. Watch this guy's tape. You'll know what I'm talking about. Jalen Johnson, corner out of Utah, going to the 49ers at pick number 31. And finally, the final pick of my mock draft. As we all know, this is 100% going to happen. Every single pick is going to be 100% correct because that's how all my mock drafts work, obviously. Tyler Biadaz, center out of Wisconsin, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. They could take a wide receiver here. They need help all over the field. But I think all you want to do is improve that interior of the offensive line. Biadaz can play center. He could play guard. I think you can move around, whatever they decide to do with him. But I think he's a first-round player. I think he's good enough to be in the first round. You know, a lot of people have Kershenberry and Hennessy as other interior guys. I don't really see it with them, too. Biadaz is uh, my number one interior player in this draft. I, I think that he, you know, he comes out of Wisconsin, who is also known for producing linemen to the NFL. I, I just think that the Chiefs kind of just draft whoever they feel like. A lot of people have them going running back. I don't think that's going to happen. They, I think the Chiefs, you know, being the Super Bowl champs, you could kind of just draft best player available. And I think that's Biadaz in this case. All right, everybody, so that's going to conclude my 2020 NFL mock draft. This is the final one, and as we know, my mock draft is going to be 100% right 100% of the time. So if you want to look into the future, here you go. That This is exactly what's going to happen uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock. We all, like, come on, we know it. All right, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, uh, and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Stampede. I love this podcast with all my heart, and your support helps me follow my dreams of maybe doing this full-time someday. Whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcast or Spotify, please leave a five-star rating, a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Stampede. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.